Blog Talk Radio. Hi, today is Saturday, March 25th, and this is the Secret Math of Money. How you doing, everybody? Glad you've joined in. Uh, for the new people, once every second and fourth Saturday, usually around 10 o'clock, but sometimes later, I had prayer breakfast this morning. But we do, I do a podcast called The Secret Math of Money, where I try to break down the math behind the things that we all should have learned in high school, but we didn't. Uh, this week, the topic is the math behind credit cards. Um, so let's jump right into that. First of all, as a caveat, I'm not a certified financial planner, uh, financial analyst, or anything like that. Consider this show entertainment. Anything I say, take with a grain of salt, if you will. But if you decide to follow any anything I say do, you are on your own. Um, My goal is not to educate people. My goal is to make you curious, to go find out for yourself. If you don't believe what I'm saying, hey, Nunzio, you don't believe what I'm saying, go look it up for yourself. My goal is to just open the door to make you want to think about these. That's all I'm trying to do. We should have learned all this in high school, and we didn't. And a lot of us are walking around in our 30s, 40s, maybe even 50s, and some basic things about money that we don't know. So let's get to it. Let me start rambling. So this week, today, the topic is credit cards. Now, a lot of people have credit cards. Um, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you look at your statement. Do you look at your statement or do you do you actually read it or you just look for what's, what's due and then pay it? Or, like a lot of us, you just have an automatic, uh, you get an alert from your bank and it says, hey, this credit card bill of $75 is due on this date, and you just pay. You don't even open your bill. Open your bill. The bill is real straightforward. I mean, it, they, 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 I give the, the banking industry a lot of credit in the last couple of years. They have made the bills extremely easy to read. Extremely easy. They're not hiding anything from you, first of all. Let me say that. Credit card, they're not hiding anything from any of us. The problem is a lot of people just don't take the time to read it. That's as nice as I can say it. We just don't take the time to read it. So, you know, you got on your credit card statement. You know, you got your, your account number, your closing date, which is the last date that charges are on this bill. So if your closing date, if today is uh, March 25th, your closing date is March 10th. Any charges after March 10th will go on next month's bill. Any charges before March 10th will go on this month's bill. Uh, the credit line is how much money they're willing to give you. Um, Available credit is credit line minus what you already have outstanding, what you've already borrowed, what you've already swiped through. Um, And then we get into the issue of revolving versus installment credit. Installment credit is like your car note. Get a bill, you know, it's going to be $250 a month or whatever, and you're going to pay that every month for a certain amount of time, and then your car is paid off. Revolving credit is, we'll give you a credit line of, say, $5,000. If you go out and you spend um, $2,000, you have $3,000 left. Now, if you pay off $1,000, now you got $4,000 left. So revolving is because, they call it revolving, because every month it revolves back. Every, every, I'm not sorry, not every month. Every time you make a payment, it revolves back. So you get the money back. So you can borrow. You have a five thousand dollar credit limit, and you pay off seventy five 
$7,700, you got $700 additional that you can borrow from them. Okay, that's the difference in installment versus, you've heard the terms revolving credit in what it is. Um, so let's get into, again, we got all of those pieces on your credit card statement. Let me see if anything else is on there. You know, they will show you, okay, your account summary, what your previous balance was. You know, if you have any credits, you got returns or whatever, what payments you made, um, what you bought, any finance, finance, any cash advances, which is basically that. Um, say you need cash. Say you need some money. You know, you got an uh, emergency and you need $500. Instead of, buy, you know, having to buy something or whatever, you can actually just take money from your credit card if you have that balance available. Um, so that would be on there as well. Now, something to, to think about when you take a cash advance on your credit card. Say if you buy something. If you bought something on, say again, today is March 25th. You bought something on March uh, 1st. Your closing date still March 10th. You really aren't going to get charged interest on that until March 11th. But if you take a cash advance on your credit card, you get hit for interest day one, day zero. If you borrow money at 10 o'clock in the morning, if you haven't paid it back usually by 5 that afternoon, uh, the next morning you're, you're starting to accrue interest. Now, interest is an interesting thing, and we'll talk about that more in a minute, but think about this. What is the first thing that people always try to do with their credit card? Is they try to get their interest rate now, which is a good strategy. Your interest rate is actually what, it's costing you to borrow money. You're borrowing that money. You've got to pay it back. Um, so people look at what's the APR? What is the, the, the annual percentage rate? Um, that, in revolving credit, is really weird to use that number because my, here's my thing, and I talked about it back when we were talking about mortgages. It's not about the APR, in my opinion. With my mortgage, yeah, I want to get that number down because of how the math works. But it's not about APR. What is really, to me, the real interest number that I am concerned about is what is my total interest? Remember we talked about mortgages where I said you can get an interest rate of maybe 3.9 or 4% APR, but when you really look at what you're paying on that mortgage, you might be paying 60%. Like, ah, how's that happen? Yeah. Because it's over 30 years. I'm not saying that banks intentionally have us only looking at APR, but when you just look at the APR, it, it really kind of hides the real interest. And to me, what's important is what is the interest I'm paying? What is the total I'm going to pay back? Be it over 30 months or 30 years, how much am I paying back? And, yeah, you know, if you do an amortization table, it's really easy to do. Um, and just start totaling up the money, you realize your $100,000 house is costing you $160,000 or $180,000. Like, yeah, but it's no big deal because it's over 30 years. You're still paying 60 or 70% interest. And your, your, your loan papers, your mortgage papers might say 3.9% APR, annual percentage rate. So everybody's looking at that APR, and it's like, well, the real money, to me, this is my opinion, you ought to really be looking at what is the total interest I'm paying on? 
if I pay this based on the payment structure that they present me, and that's what I would suspect most of the people do, they pay, make their minimum payment every month because it fits into their budget. Okay, I'll just pay the minimum, pay the minimum. You know, that's what somebody pay, I'll pay that, keep my credit there. Um, what are you going to end up paying? And it's funny now because on your credit card statement, uh, they will tell you. People don't read it, but it's right there on your statement. The example I have, I pulled up an example credit card statement, not mine. But um, it, in this case, it says the the minimum. If you make no additional charges using this card, and each month pay only the minimum, you know, what in this case it was forty nine dollars, you will pay off this balance in a year and a half, and you will end up paying an estimated total of six hundred and twenty seven dollars. Now the balance, the, the 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 balance is five hundred twenty-three. You're gonna pay another hundred bucks. People, go, oh, I'm not worried about that. Okay, don't be worried about that. But my point is that's what you need to be aware of. That's what you need to be looking. Um, and then you'll start thinking long term about maybe I need to be paying more than the minimum on this card. Okay. Here's the other thing. How do you think the minimum is calculated? Minimum is a percent of your balance. Now, again, I am not saying the banks are, are ripping anybody off. I don't believe for a minute they are. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying understand the calculation. Okay? It's like if, if, if somebody is buying oranges for $10 a bushel and they're walking around the corner and selling them for $85 a bushel, and people say, well, they're ripping us off, you know, because, you know, they, they bought them around the corner for 10 or something for 85 They're not ripping you off. If you ask them, how much you pay for these oranges? And they say, $10. Why charge us 85 Because you'll pay it. Plain and simple. Because you'll pay it. You know, you want to go walk around the corner and get them yourself, go right ahead. But I'm doing the I'm playing the middleman. The whole idea of middleman is to make a profit. Okay? That's all it is. Um... So again, banks aren't ripping you off. They are I will they are not scared of doing anything illegal. But the trick is most people, again, it's right here on your credit card statement. Most people don't read it. Some people do, but I would venture to say, and I don't have any if the numbers out there, I just haven't done the research, but just my conversations with people, most people do not read their credit card statement. Because they don't read the credit card statement. The banks will sit there and go, well, you know what? We told you. You didn't read it. Shame on you. But we put it in the book. You didn't read the book, tough. You know, they also will tell you on there what your percentage rate is. On this particular example, for purchases for this card, um, the purchase rate was 19.8. The cash advance rate was 21.8. Remember I said with cash advances, a little different. Um, the daily finance card is a really crazy number, and the average, you know, and they base it on the average daily balance. So they will charge you this. Take your interest rate, and you got to divide it by 12. It's all kinds of, it's, it's, it's yes, right, Felicia, most people don't read anything. Put it in the book. A lot of people won't see it. The calculation of how they do your interest is, is not hard. It's, you know, literally take the interest rate, divide it by 12 or 3, uh, divide it by 12 to get the monthly, and then, by 365, you get that daily rate. That's 
That's it. That daily rate is like, oh, 0.05424%. That's nothing. That's 19.8%. But again, if you pay the minimum, if you pay what they tell you to pay, you're not paying 19.8% interest. You're paying that annually. Not really. You're paying that on the outstanding balance, but that's not a real number to me. And this is just me. The real number is how much are you totally paying back? What is your true interest rate? Look at all this present value, future value. Yeah, I studied that stuff. Okay, so I'm not dismissing it because I don't understand. You know, the present value of a dollar today, uh, if I gave you a dollar today for, for five dollars five years from now, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But understand, it, it's that was stuff that was created by people. Okay? The fact is, you borrow $100 and somebody says, you got to pay me back 150 you're paying 50% interest, whether you're paying back tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. You're paying them 50% interest. And understand that, regardless of what the APR says. Look at what you are totally paying back. And on a revolving credit, it is very hard to figure that out because you it revolves. Because you borrow money, give some back, you borrow some more, you give some back, you borrow, you know, so it's really hard to totally figure out. But rest assured, just like on, on on mortgages, a good chunk of your payments are going toward interest. So the bank is getting their money. They are getting their money totally up front. Understand that. A good chunk of your payments. If you don't believe me, look at, if you look at how much your payment every month, if they have it on here, you know, um, this person paid, this example, they paid off their whole balance. It was hard to, to, to see. There was new, they brought new charges of 523. But, again, it's on there. Look at how much of your payment is actually going towards your principal. This is a shell game, and, and, and it's a game of smoke and mirrors. And, again, I'm going to repeat this. I don't think the banks are ripping you off. I don't think they're doing anything illegal. Rip-off is a different term. I don't think the banks are doing anything illegally, but it's a shell game, in my opinion, because they want you to look at certain things certain times, and it's like a magician where he's got your focus over here, but you're not seeing what this hand is doing behind. I love magicians. I actually love, I truly love magic. I really do. I, I've been a student of magic for years, um, and I can sometimes I can spot what people are doing, and I appreciate the the expertise that goes into, you know, the hand gestures and how they do what they do. But understand at the end of the day, it's still a thing. It's, if you look at over here, not looking over here. Okay, it's like Wizard of Oz. Don't look behind, look at the man behind the curtain. Okay, that's the reality. Well, banks get you financial institutions. They don't want you looking at what is the total interest. They want you looking at that APR. Well, letting that throw another number. Here's your daily your daily rate. But again, they put on your statement. If you pay the minimum, it's going to take you this long to pay this off, and it's going to cost you this much. It's right there. It is right on your statement. Okay? You look at that instead of worrying about, okay, when I do my budget, what's the minimum I can pay this bank to um, to, to get to, 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 you know, fit into my budget? Well, uh, their minimum they're asking for right now is two. Okay, I got 270 free. Okay, I'll pay 250 And I'll put 250 in instead of saying, okay, I gotta pay this debt off. That's how we have to be thinking. I gotta pay this debt off, period. Okay. We can sugarcoat, we can figure out what we gotta do, but I gotta pay this debt off. Okay. So so then again, um, so back to the, the, the 
this statement. Again, this is just a sample. This is not mine, so don't get, get happy. This is just a sample I pulled off the web. You know, how to read your credit card. I did a Google search on how to read your credit card statement, and it popped up one. And it was very good, you know. Uh, very good. It broke, broke down everything. Read your, 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 your credit card statement. Read your credit card statement. Everything you want to know is on here. I remember the example I used, I remember, was way back when rent to own. Uh, before laws passed that said that they had to tell you, like, you know, what was the total of your payments. Before that, believe me, oh, it's only $5 a week forever. Let me, let me give you some, let me give you a, an insight tip. You can buy a Ferrari for $100 a month if you're willing to do payments for 490 years, okay? You can find somebody that will probably sell you a Ferrari if you re- re- agree to pay. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, you probably got to sign up your kids, you know, grandkids that you ain't had yet. You can buy that Ferrari for $100 a month if you can find somebody that's going to loan it to you to give you a loan of 500 years, okay? What are you totally paying for interest? That is the point, bottom line. So now let's talk about how your minimum payment is calculated because I think it's changed from what it used to be. It's a percentage. Here's the thing. Your minimum daily, your, your minimum payment, is a percentage of your outstanding balance. It might be, it used to be 2 to 3%, now here's 4%. So you're paying a little bit more, so it's kind of better for you because you'll pay it off quicker. But it's, your balance is $100. And usually they put a minimum of $25. Anything below that, you know, that's why your minimum, your, your, your minimum might drop, but it never drops below $25 because somebody in some room said, yeah, psychologically people, you know, whatever. So whatever your balance is, you got a $10,000 balance. Your minimum payment, minimum monthly payment is probably about $400 a month. As you pay down that balance, what happens is that payment keeps dropping. So they're in a slope like this. Oh, that's great. No, that's stupid. Why? It keeps you on the hook loan. Instead of you going, and the, the, the example that popped in my head is not appropriate. It, it, it just, it, it's like going cold turkey. Uh, you're trying to stop a habit. You're smoking or drinking or something. Uh, you're doing crack. And the crack dealer says, you know, I'm going to help you break your habit. Instead of giving you $50 a day, I'm going to give you, you know, tomorrow $40. And next month $30. And next month $20. Keeping you strung on. Now, yeah, it's getting you off real slow. But it's getting you off real slow. Um, what I would suggest, one strategy is whatever that minimum payment is that you can afford, pay the maximum that you can afford to pay on your credit card. See, if you owe money on your credit card, pay the maximum that you can afford. You're paying like this, and that balance is going like this, sooner or later they're going to meet way over here instead of way over there. Okay? You are going to pay your balance off quicker. Okay? How would you? Going back again, how do you figure out what your interest rate was? That your real interest rate was really hard if you're buying stuff on that card. If you have a card, you put a balance on it, and then you never use it again, and you just pay it off, yeah, you can just look at all your payments. Oh, okay, I paid for $2,000. I paid $2,700. You know, I paid 30% or whatever, you know. Um, but the goal is to pay it off. The goal with credit cards is to pay it off. Now, credit cards are good. And I'll talk, in a few minutes, I'll talk about two strategies. That I that I'll be honest. Um, I did them way back when when I was young and crazy and wild. I did a couple of things. Hey Willie Price, 
I haven't had a credit card in over 30 years. Bless you, brother. Bless you, brother. Uh, there is some value to having them, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But, yeah, that that's a great goal. If you haven't had one in a long time, oh, man. Uh, if you can live via cash, and I'll be honest, for the last seven, maybe seven or eight years, I have 99% I've lived on cash. Um, I, I do have a credit card, but I use a debit card. Which like a credit card, but if you ain't got the money, you ain't buying. So you know that's a good thing. But living cash is a real good thing in my opinion. Um, it's a real good thing. Um, so anyway, um, let me tell you, we we're talking about interest, and I, I did a little chart here, and I just tell you, here's here's the reality. If you have 9.9 percent interest on a credit card, you're like, oh, I'm balling. You will end up paying if you pay the minimum payment on that card. Let me tell you how this works. You pay the minimum payment on the card with 9.9%, it's going to take you eight years to pay off that balance. And during that time, your real interest rate is 24%. You're going to pay 24% interest. You're going to pay about $1,200 in interest on $5,000. Okay. Again, 9.9%. Yeah, 9.9% a year. How much am I paying? Again, the bank's got you looking at that annual percentage rate, just like with your mortgage. They got you looking at the annual percentage rate. And I understand the math behind the calculation, how it starts with that, but at, but at the end of the day, how much am I paying for this car? How much am I paying for this house? So at 9.9%, you pay uh, 24% interest. At 19.9%, same $10,000 or $5,000, it takes you 10 years, and you pay 66% interest at 19%. Now, those of you that got that 29.9 card, and, you know, people do, you pay 152% interest. Okay? It's going to take you 15 years if you don't charge anything else on that card. It's going to take you 15 years to pay off that card. Okay? So when I talk about the smoke and mirror, 9.9 is really 24, 19 is really 66, and 29 is really 152. That's the real interest rate. That's the true interest that you are being charged to borrow that money. And that's all that's important to me. What are you really being charged Borrowing this money, okay. The uh, so I'm going to go into a couple of strategies. We've got about eight minutes left, unless anybody has any questions. But yeah, I talked about the credit card, the, the, the how you calculate your your APR. Here it is. APR is 11 percent. You divide that number by 365. You discover the daily periodic rate is 0.03. The credit card issues charge interest using your daily uh, percentage rate. And they figure it out based on your average daily balance. Now, this is where it gets weird, really weird, on a monthly basis. Say you have a zero, you have a zero balance on your card, and two days before your time period, your your mark, your 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 uh, closing date, you borrow, you you buy a five thousand dollars TV, even though. You had nothing for 28 days of that period. The last two days, you went up to $5,000. So what's your average? And I haven't done the math, but they're going to average out 30 over that 5000 So you're going to get charged interest like you had certain balance there. You know, uh, it's not 5000 but it's a certain balance divided by 30, whatever it is, over that whole time period. That's how they charge you the interest. Okay, that's how they calculate your interest. So I just wanted to run through that real quick. Now, strategies. Here's two strategies that I personally have used. I'm not condoning them. I did them because I was young, wild, and free, crazy and free and, you know, just got my MBA, and I'm like, well, I know this stuff. Okay. Here's an interesting one. 
First one is, you know how the banks tell you to leave six months' salary in the bank, okay, for a rainy day? Good, good strategy. Let me ask you this. Say you make $100,000 a year. How often in your life do you think you are going to need $50,000 by 3 o'clock? Think about that a minute. Unless one of your siblings or spouse or children uh, gets kidnapped, you know, and it's one of those that you like, when are you going to need half your salary by 3 o'clock? Probably not. But what's happening is you have left that money in the bank, and the banks are given interest rate in the range of, what, half of one-tenth of one percent? And you might as well keep the money under your mattress. I mean, really, of that. Now, why is that crazy? Because go to your same bank that you might have your $50,000 for that rainy day fund. Go to that same bank and try to get a car loan and see what interest rate they charge. They charge you 6 or 7%. Understand this. They're, they're renting you your own money back, and they, you're giving them an interest-free, relatively interest-free loan. Okay? Bank got to the point where if you didn't have a balance high enough, they would charge you a servicing fee, a handling fee. Let's be real. Banks got all those accounts. It's all a big old spreadsheet. Okay? But, again... If so, so what do I say? What, 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 what should you do? Here's my opinion. You want to have six months' salary for a rainy day, and I've, I'm talking, this is somebody who's been through unemployment, who's been out of work for over a year, and I know the value of having money to be able to access. Buy something with that money. I know car. Buy some stocks. Invest. Yeah, stocks are risky. Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a future show. But the upside potential, you know, granted, if, you can lose money. I'm not going to say you can't. There's a, there's, a, there's a chance. But you can make a whole lot of money. You put that $50,000 in some stocks. And the thing is, you keep an eye on it. If you need that money, you can get it out in three days. Three days is how, how long it takes to sell your stock and get your money. But during that time, you might have made 3 or 4%. Even if you only made 3 or 4%. I had a stock last, this week. I made 3% in one day. You know, I owned the stock for, for a couple of months, but one day it went up 3%. But my point is this. You put the money in the bank, you are giving the bank an interest-free loan of your money. An interest-free loan. Okay? Hey, Stacy, you are giving them an interest-free loan. Might as well put the money under, under your, uh, under your uh, mattress. Okay? So if you want to have that nest egg of half a year's salary, invest it in something. Because when the day comes when you need it, well, it's been kind of accruing interest other than a half a tenth of one percent that the bank is giving. Okay? That's one strategy. Uh, use... And, and if you have an emergency, you can uh, have get a credit card. Get a credit card and don't buy nothing. So if you need some money quick, you got it. Maybe once in a while, buy something with it just to keep it open. Okay? But the idea of keeping money tied up sitting in an account that's not making you any money, just in case somebody gets kidnapped and you need to get the money by 3 o'clock, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The second strategy, pay your monthly bills with your credit card. Now, why in the world would you do that? And I'll tell you why in the world you would do that. Get a credit card that gives you points, gives you miles or something. Instead of writing 10 checks a month for your utilities, cable, phone, whatever, put it all in that credit card. At the end of the next month, pay that credit card off in total. Okay? What have you done? You have paid all your bills on time. You've kept your credit live. And you got points. 
Now, let me tell you something. I used to do this, and, and they give you, when you get enough points, you can go on trips and stuff, or you, they give you the, the little catalog, and you can buy stuff. I got an iPad, an iPod. You know, that's how old I am. I got an iPod about 10, 15 years ago. It was like $400 iPod. I got it because I had points. How did I get points? By paying my monthly bills. But here's the thing. You've got to be disciplined. If you're going to pay your monthly bills with your credit card, doggone it, don't pay nothing. Don't put nothing else on that credit card. And at the end of the month, when you get that bill, pay that bill in full. Okay? It's just like instead of writing 10 checks for all your, your, all your monthly household expenses, write one check. Okay? But the problem is a lot of people, we all have automatic deposit and withdrawal for all our utilities. But those are two, strat two strategies for maximizing. Now, why do you want to get all them points? I know somebody who uses their credit card during the year, and they go to Disney World every year, and they have a Disney credit card, and they use those Disney dollars to buy their, their, uh, their uh, tickets to Disney. And they buy $1,000 worth of tickets, and they get them basically for free because they shifted how they paid their bills. It cost them nothing, but they just shifted how they paid. But it's discipline. You do that, don't put nothing else on that credit card. That credit card is just for your monthly bills. Okay. Anyway, everybody, thank you very much for listening. I hope you got something out of it. I'll be back in two weeks with another show. Next week is the Bunny Slippers of Evil Job Seeker Show. We talk about job search. So with that, everybody, Eric, Brad, my karate, Miss Miss Powell, God bless you, Miss Cotton. You're always going to be Miss Cotton to me. Coming in, and uh, I will talk to you again soon. Hit me up on Facebook if you got any questions. We'll talk to you there. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Will.